You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Thank you very much for tuning in to our podcast. Which uh, who knows? Maybe it's Friday. Maybe it's Tuesday. Hopefully before the Senior Bowl, obviously. But. This part, part two, we need a drum roll or something, Matt, but I didn't prepare that. But this is our 2018 super early dumb picks in January. Oh, boy. Which are sure to be wrong, correct? Almost guaranteed, yes. <laughs> People reminded me in our last show about, hey, bring up the fact that Jeremy said CSU in a New Year's Six Bowl game. Well, I mean, they've already got lines out, though. So I'm sure that I'm sure some intrepid soul out there has already put money down on next football season. Should we start with those since you mentioned it? Let's do that. Let's go yeah, let's do that. Okay. Five dimes put out five lines. That's where five uh, Mountain West odds, or was it four? They have a couple. One, two, three. Yeah, four. Sorry, I thought there's five. I bet he put about a dozen. So I did a quick article like, hey, why is this the case? So let's start with the first one. Colorado. These are all opening weekend, September 1st. Colorado minus six versus CSU at Denver, which I'm guessing you you lose uh, Nick Stevens. You lose your top running back who had 1,300 yards last year. And um, was it um, Dalen Dawkins? Defense is bad. Two new coordinators. I think that's okay because Colorado is nothing special. So I'd say that's maybe a tad high, but it's understandable. Yeah, I mean, I, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't that more or less the line this year as well? Probably. Something like that. And, I mean, it's not as though the Rams are the only one who are losing a lot of key pieces. You know, like the, the Buffaloes, for instance, you know, Philip Lindsay's graduating. Um, you know, their top three receivers from this year, you know, headlined by Bryce Bobo, they're gone. Um, and while they do have, you know, most of their linebacking unit coming back intact, I'm pretty sure they're replacing at least two starters in the secondary. So there's going to be some transition, and it's not as though the guys that are going to be replacing guys like Nick Stevens and Dalen Dawkins are are not good. You know, obviously getting, you know, Izzy Matthews for an entire season is going to help. You know, obviously getting Marvin Kinsey back 100% and having Rashad Body, that's still a three-headed attack that, you know, between the three of them, they averaged right around, I think, five yards carry, which is, you know, a pretty good place to start. And, you know, we've seen what Colin Hill can do, even though he was raw as a, as a true freshman, you know, that they pulled the red shirt from him and then he didn't play at all this year. But, you know, I think that he held his own. And I think that, you know, the, the receiving game, even without Michael Gallup, is still... There's still a lot of promise there because you started to see them break in new guys near the end of the year. So, you know, if we didn't talk about Ward and Jackson that much at the end of last season, you know, my guess is when we talk, you know, team previews and things like that, that we're going to start mentioning his name a lot more because he might be the next Michael Gallup. And he might be. And, you know, even though they don't have Dalton Fackrell coming back at tight end, you know, maybe Cameron Butler is the next Dalton Fackrell. You don't know. 
So while there are some questions on defense that may swing this game one way or the other, I don't think there's any question that the offense is good enough to, to win this game thinking ahead to September. And also, Colin Hill, remember, he started as a true yes. freshman over Nick Stevens because that, that was a complete mess, obviously, um, in 2016. But people are saying, and he showed he played well, and he would have been to start the whole year, would have started this year. So he could be, like, if he, he might be better than Nick Stevens. Mm-hmm. So he, he came back midway last year, played well, or at least practiced well, and he could be that good. We'll see. Yeah. And just for reference, last year was a minus three for Colorado favored. Yeah, I mean, if I were inclined to lean one way or the other right now, I think I wouldn't hesitate to take the Rams plus six because, mm-hmm. yeah, obviously there's a long time between <laughs> between now and September. But I feel like, you know, this game's going to be a little bit closer than that where even if the Rams don't pull off a win, that they should be able to keep it close. All right, so the next game, and again, these are dumb early picks, but we got stuff to talk about. We want to talk football. Game two of this list, we have um, – sorry, I'm wrong one here. Um, San Diego State at Stanford. Um, take the money now. Go to a legal establishment and take this game because Stanford's a 15-point home favorite for some reason. That one I don't understand. That is too many points, too many points. Yeah, because, I mean, yes, they are losing Rashad Penny, and, you know – that's probably a Make, big deal. And yes, Stanford is returning Bry, uh, Bryce Love. But I think they set that line just before Stanford announced that Kellen Christ, or Keller Christ was going to be transferring as a graduate transfer quarterback. So Stanford's going to be breaking in a new quarterback at least. And we, I mean, we saw what this defense was able to do to the Cardinal a year ago just in terms of being able to make them one-dimensional and really shut down the Stanford passing game. So, I mean, if for as good as Love is, is likely to be all of next year, I still don't know that this is a great matchup for Stanford. So, you know, this the spread, at least at first glance, seems way too high, especially for as much as San, San Diego State has coming back next year. Yeah, because they return their entire offensive line. Christian Chapman is back. And, yeah, there's um, Penny, but Jawan Washington... Because he could be the third straight 2,000-yard rusher. That's all to ask for, clearly, but he's very good. He's had two years of experience because he got a decent amount of carries two years ago, and last year he was the backup. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there was Mika Holder. Defense was young will be better. Like, Tariq Thompson is a freshman All-American. So, I, I'm i not calling for a win right now. I might maybe lean that way, but it's a road game first week, so weird stuff can happen on week one, but... Like I put in the in my article, man, take the money and take me later. Take Stanford to uh, not cover. Take the Aztecs minus fifteen. Absolutely, easiest money all year. I am going to be in um, Las Vegas in March. I will see what lines are open and maybe a uh, place a wager for somebody. In- myself interesting, interesting. Let me know. Me and Eli, Eli are going down there for hoops. So shoot me a text. <laughs> I will do that. All right, then we have the next one, which is we're going to do double duty on this one. Navy at Hawaii. Um, Navy's 12.5-point favorite. I think this came out before the announcement of Drew Brown transferring, but after Dylan Colley transferring. Hmm. So it's it's weird because it's at Hawaii. Week one, Annapolis to Hawaii is, what, six time zones? Oh, yeah. It's a long trip. And you got the triple option. But it, this is a tough one. Even if Drew, if Drew Brown were there, 
I might take I might take Navy in this one because how bad the Warriors' defense was last year. And they're getting a new quarterback. They are getting John Ursua back, but they also lose Dyson Mason and Juiced. So they lose basically their top three weapons from last year. Exception Ursua should be back in, hopefully, as good as he was uh, the first half of last year before he bust his knee. Yeah, I mean, the big question, I think, right now is what is this offense going to look like? Because... You know, Drew Brown was a little bit hit and miss, but I think on the whole, his numbers from from 2016 to 2017 stayed relatively the same. But, you know, let's not forget also that they're losing Dijon Allen to the NFL as well. So, you know, they're losing the quarterback. They're losing, you know, their their top receiver. They're losing their top two running backs, actually, because not only St. Juice, but Ryan Tuiasoa is also a senior. He graduated, too. So... You know, to me, like the offense is kind of a blank slate right now because we saw a little bit of Cole McDonald last year, but not enough to really make a judgment one way or the other. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we know John Rasua is good, but, you know, I'm still going to have the same question until further notice about, okay, who's their number two guy? Who are they going to have on the outside? And, you know, like you said, you know, the defense was a little bit hit and miss. They, it's not going to help that they're losing both Trayvon Henderson and Russell Williams out of the out of the secondary. And the coordinators and coaches are gone too to Oregon State. Yeah, but they're also losing David Manoa up front to graduation mm-hmm. and and Mephi Koala Matangi. And when you're facing a run-heavy offense like Navy, those are the guys that matter a little bit more. So while I do think that they're going to have some pretty talented linebackers, because, of course, Jelani Tabai is still there, Solomon Matawatuya is still there. You know, this seems like, at first glance, not the best matchup for the Warriors in this regard. Exactly. So you would take uh, Navy at this point? At this point, I probably would, yes. Okay. It's just two touchdowns at road that far. It's kind of tough, but maybe. All right, last one before we get to some other stuff. Washington State at Wyoming at 7.5-point uh, favorite. See, as you see the trend here, no Mountain West team is favored. This one's intriguing because... Obviously, Josh Allen's got it. Well, I mean, and probably, or at least right now, might be Nick Smith, since he's a backup and uh, played those games when Allen was hurt last year. Didn't look all that great, except for a half or maybe three quarters worth of football during that time. But here's the thing: Cowboys defense, really, really good, still, really good. Well, and not only that, like I don't, I don't want to make light of the tragedy that happened in Pullman not mm-hmm. that long ago. But, you know, Tyler Helinski was supposed to be the Cougars quarterback going into 2018. And, you know, after his unfortunate passing, we don't know who that guy is going to be now. Which, you know, it, it may not be a big deal because it's not like we knew a lot about Luke Falk before he came out and started you know, lighting the world on fire. But, you know, they're going to have to figure that out. And they're also going to have to replace... I think they're also replacing their top running back as well, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Uh, their second best running back, yeah, Jamal Morrow. He technically led the team in, in yards, but you know it was James Williams, I think, who ended up leading the team in carries. So you know they're not going to be missing that many pieces, but whoever settles in a quarterback is going to have a lot of responsibility on their hands. So you know that's still obviously an open question. I'm trying to see just how many quarterbacks they have on the roster as I'm talking. Yeah, but also here's the thing. Week one, new quarterback, Wyoming's defense. It's a home game for them. So I would take Wyoming to at least cover the right now at 7.5, even though we don't know who the quarterback is for Wyoming because they have their own issues. Who's going to run the ball? They're not very good at running the ball. They have guys, so just, but. 
so I just went to their spring roster and I and I control find for mm. the word quarterback. Yes. And other than Helinski, they have six other guys <laughs> listed as a quarterback. Six. Although interestingly, only one of they have a couple of them are redshirt juniors. Anthony Gordon is one of them. Uh, Trey Tinsley is the other. So my first inclination, without having looked too closely into it, would be that those two guys, those two guys, might be one and two. Or I mean, you never know. You or, never know. Incoming true freshman Cameron Cooper, four-star quarterback, signed. Maybe. Who's actually went to high? Who is actually went to the high school right down the street from me, essentially, or a few miles away here in Utah. Interesting. So um, he's a, their first elite eleven quarterback of more than a decade to go to Washington State. So maybe Ooh, also they also they have Drew Bledsoe's son. Ooh, is it Drew Bledsoe Jr.? No, it's John Bledsoe. Yeah, because I did hear something. I was listening to one some podcast mentioned Jeff George Jr. So I'm like, okay. Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. So the, there could be a couple of – who knows? You got that guy. You got uh, Cooper here. Um, so, yeah, there's a couple of uh, – who knows? It's ba- basically up in the air right now. Roll a dice. You got six guys. They'll be one of them, right? But that, but that's going to be a really fun matchup, that offense versus mm-hmm. that defense. Sign me up for that. Exactly. Week one. So tune in for probably CBS Sports Network, I'm guessing. <laughs> week one. That would be my guess, yeah, or, or ESPN2 oh, yeah. maybe. And it, who knows, it may change because TV stuff like a Friday or something. But all right, so yeah. let's get to the um, – Let me. we briefly touched on this before. I did a top 25 of the 2018 mm-hmm. teams, and I did a composite – not a composite, but I looked around everywhere, um, like ESPN, other sporting news, SI, everywhere across the web to see who's ranking teams where. How come Fresno State's not getting any consideration? That is an excellent question. Is it because teams are still hung up on on South Florida? I have no idea. Oh, power six shot. Good one. Um, <laughs> I would, I think part of it, because you know how college football is, like, Texas will be ranked just because they're Texas. Boise State will get the benefit of the doubt because it's Boise State. Similar with a lot of other teams that have done really good of late or historically. Like USC always gets that top treatment because, oh, they'll be back because of player X or player B, whatever it may be. But if you're, say, prime example, Auburn, I know it's a long time ago, but 2004, Auburn was like, I don't even think they're ranked or if they're at the bottom of the rankings. They're just Auburn. Who cares? They got up. They couldn't crack USC, Oklahoma. They were mm-hmm. undefeated and couldn't get in the title game. So it's like that. If you're, if you're like, say, Vanderbilt and you go really good, you make it high, but how high? If your team that doesn't have the pedigree, well, it shouldn't matter. It does matter in perception and this stuff. And so people are forgetting about Fresno. I'm like, okay, why? Maybe there's something I'm missing. So I go through the roster. They bring basically everybody back. Like three, we've talked about this before. What they're 40 per running back. McMarion actually gets a spring and a fall camp. They bring back Keyshawn Johnson, other receivers, arguably eight, what, eight defenders, top four running backs, three offensive linemen. And they were a 10, what, 10 win team. Won their bowl game, mm-hmm. nearly beat Boise State, nearly won the Mountain West title, 10-game turnaround, 9-game turnaround. But they're not getting any consideration at all. I don't think anywhere. The closest I think I saw was like the these teams I considered, and they may have listed 5 to 10 teams. They it's, sh- my cons- it's, it's my considered opinion that, the, that next fall's preseason top 25 should have three Mountain West teams. Three? Ooh. And- that's yeah, a, I mean, if let's, it hold on, wait, wait, hold on, wait. What what minute mark are we here so I can isolate this for later? Okay, <laughs> no kidding. Who's okay, Boise? You mean preseason top twenty five? There should be three. There should be three. There won't be, but there should be. So is that third team, San Diego State? Yes, it is. Interesting. 
Okay, I can see because what did they win? They won ten games this past year again, right? Ten and three. They did. They did. I will say there'll be three teams getting votes. One team will be ranked as Boise State. Like it's going to be hilarious when Texas is ranked again and then loses within like the first three weeks to Kansas again. You mean? <laughs> I'm already looking forward to that. Uh, it's just it's it is perception. There's a reason like Alabama's earned it because which I'm just falling into it right now, but they'll be number one, but they returned a ton of talent. Like look what they did. They brought in the freshman quarterback to win the national title, but it's just unfortunate that maybe it'll change because one cool thing like SB nation did, they put the every, they did composite, which will probably be the AP or coaches top 25 mm-hmm. just because they went through about a dozen polls, Texas real yeah. quick place at Maryland, watch them lose to Tulsa or something. <laughs> no, you know what's going to happen is they're going to lose back-to-back at home against USC and TCU, and then we're going to wonder why they were ever ranked to begin with. Exactly. It, it's it's unfortunate, but first, like, I'm not entirely sold on Aztecs being ranked. Considered, yes. Because if you lose a 2,000-yard back, but who they come bring back on defense, which was a young defense and not even their best defense in a while, I could see it. But Fresno State, them and Boise State return about the same amount of talent. Yeah, Boise loses a Jake Rowe, Cedric Wilson, um, Van Der Esch going for the draft as well. Is David Moe coming back, or is he moved on too, I believe? I believe he graduated. But th- my point is they bring back most of their defense, and if Boise's ranked, why sh- shouldn't Fresno be ranked, at least nearby? Or Actually, you know what? David Moe is a junior, so he's probably going to be back. Okay, so if they bring back the same amount of talent, they beat Boise, they are very close to beating them at home, shouldn't they be one or two spots near them, you would think? Well, that's that's kind of what I'm saying, yeah. I mean, I think that if, if I were filling out a top 25, like, obviously, I'd have to go and do more homework when I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. But, I, like, honestly, I would put Boise probably somewhere in the high teens. And I would put, you know, Fresno and San Diego State both within, like, the 20 to 25 range because – you know, I think you do have to consider the where you finished the previous year, but also what you have coming back. So even though I, th- I would say among the three, the Boise might be losing the most important pieces simply by virtue of the fact that they're losing guys like Cedric Wilson and Vander Ash, like you mentioned. But I think they have the track record, first of all, that gives them the benefit of the doubt. I think what Fresno State and San Diego State have are just like a lot of returning production. Wait, Aztecs have the track record. They've won 32 games in three years. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is that, well, I'm, you know what I mean. That Boise okay. in the, over the last decade has the track record of just putting out consistently really good 9-10 to 10 win teams. Okay. And, you know, I feel like they are going to be in the position where they're probably – having the inside track to the New Year's Day bowl game, which, you know, I don't see a problem with that. But, you know, the problem with the preseason polls, at least as far as I see it, is that, you know, this year it was basically USF and nobody else. And I feel like these three teams, you know, the Aztecs, the Broncos, and the Bulldogs, they deserve to be kind of like one, two, and three in that conversation. I think. And then, yeah, and then UCF real quick, I did research. They bring back a lot of good talent as well, like their quarterback, most of line, I believe the running back. They're going to lose to Florida Atlantic. You heard it here first. Ooh, with the Charlie Weiss Jr. calling the plays? That's my stupid upset pick, and you can write that down. Now. Can I start calling him CWJ? Is that good for Charlie Weiss Jr.? Is that catchy? No, I don't, he, no, he doesn't deserve a nickname. He hasn't done anything yet. <laughs> He's two years older than the, – they'll be at one point – well, he's not a BYU, but there could be a player older than him on the team because he's only 24. 
that does not surprise yeah. me. I uh, know you're. I just think it's something weird, but it could be correct. That that that's gonna be a good matchup. But they bring back a ton of talent. Here's my bottom part of my top twenty-five. I did. I put Boise seventeen, UCF nineteen. I put Fresno State at twenty-five. But I was hesitant. Like I had Florida State. I'm like, well, maybe. But they had the issues with the guy domestic violence. Um, nothing happened of it, or charges were not filed. But I put USC low down there. Virginia Tech, Mississippi State for some reason. But mm-hmm. I I Fresno like it just shocked me like. The people, it's just name recognition at this point, right? Yeah, probably. And maybe that's too simplistic, but I do think that there's an element of truth to that. Otherwise, we wouldn't keep talking about it. Yeah, so we'll see how it goes nationally. I think I could see, because honestly, if you think about it, Boise, these teams should be ranked at who are in the group of five or should be very close. Boise, UCF, Fresno, you mentioned San Diego State, Florida Atlantic, they should be pretty good this next year. Uh, Memphis should be maybe in that mix too. Like there's almost at least a half dozen teams that should be considered to be ranked at some point or be very close to being ranked. But odds are, like if you're doing it now, how many teams from the group of five will be ranked? Just the two? Boise and UCF? Probably. <sighs> Jeez. That we deserve better. It, but like Yeah, because like Fresno, it's like I know we I was bat low on them and so are you just because Whatever. Well, how, they won one game last year. Well, how, what do you expect? You know what I mean? It's like nobody's going to be mm-hmm. that high unless you're the uh, extreme fan who doesn't seem to care about anything. But that's like kind of the na- big picture. Like, so let's go to the conference stuff really quick. Here's what we put as our staff top 25, which I think we talked about this very briefly a couple weeks ago. We had four teams with a first-place vote. Boise was seven, number one. Aztecs, two, second place with one. Fresno third had no first place votes, but they had CSU with a vote at fourth and Wyoming a vote at fifth. Wyoming, as I mentioned, I think they got every position except for like third and like 11 and 12. And I think third were the places that they did not get a vote. Basically two through Hmm. 10 or one through 10, their vote, like they're all over the board. And so those are the four teams. And then Fresno with third, we're going to make picks, even though you don't want to make picks, Matt. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Who who's your favorite then? Because you mentioned t- three teams should be ranked. Who did you do? You remember who you ranked number one? I do. I'm and I you know probably no surprise. I picked Boise as most people did. Yeah. It's yeah, and I'm and I'm pretty sure I had Fresno two and San Diego State three. You know what the weird thing is? I was the Wyoming person who put them not. I think nine. Huh. My reasoning for that is, and we're not going to go through every team. It's kind of big picture stuff a bit, but. When their offense was that bad with Josh Allen and they lose him and Nick Smith looked brutal, I even with how good their defense is, I couldn't put them much higher than that. Yeah, I mean, I think that there's definitely going to be a quarterback competition that's going to get resolved somehow throughout the spring and the fall. You know, whether it's Smith as the incumbent or someone like, I believe, Tyler Vanderwall is the, is the, the guy who had the red shirt this year, but he might be in the mix. But, you know, I think other than that, you know, they have Austin Conway coming back. They have Austin Fort coming back. Mm-hmm. They've got, you know, Kellen Overstreet. I think C- C.J. Johnson, I think, is returning as well, I think. Yeah. So, I mean, you can see that this team has promise. It was just, you know, a lot of inconsistency rather than just, you know, outright failure or anything like that. So, going through the rest of this uh, poll real quick, we had Air Force 6, Utah State 7, UNLV 8, Nevada 9, New Mexico 10, Hawaii 11, San Jose State 12. Any team you think that should be much higher in that bottom half? I think the only team, and I forget where I ranked them personally, but I think Nevada is going to be really interesting 
going into 2018 because while it wasn't necessarily reflected in the win loss column, you know, and they they do lose guys like Corbett, but you know they are returning just about everybody else on offense, if I'm not mistaken. Um, you know, obviously Ty Ganges can be back for one more go around, and you know they they have had big play receivers now. Where they didn't always, you know, in the in the last years of the Brian Polian era. Obviously, Demps is gone, but McLean Mannix is coming back. Brendan O'Leary Orange is coming back. You know, um, Trevian Armstrong is coming back. So I think that there's definitely room for this offense to grow together. And you started to see signs of life in the defense too, really starting to turn it around. And they're bringing back a lot of pieces too. Um, Asani Rufus is, should be back to 100% by the fall. You know, even though they're losing Austin Paulus, who was their their leading you know guy in, in terms of tackles for loss, you know Malik Reed's coming back for one more go around. Damian Baber, Gabe, uh, Gabe Sewell, Nephi Sewell, kind of came on at the end of the year, so they're going to be a really interesting team to watch. And upon reflection, like I kind of I feel like I ranked them probably like ninth or tenth. But on reflection, I kind of wish I had ranked them like one or two spots higher because I think they're going to be really interesting to watch in the spring and in the fall. I think to like going through like who could be underrated, overrated. I think Nevada is going to be the, the most wild card team this year. Not just to follow along with you, but I pulled pulled up their schedule. Things got going like even for Fresno's defense, they put up twenty one points, which was pretty good. But then they go out, they beat Hawaii, fine, whatever they're not. They weren't that great last half, but 35 points. But the scoring output, 25, 35. They lose to Colorado State, scoring 42 points. Lose to Air Force, scoring 42 points. Boise only 14, but then they uh, beat San Jose State by putting up 59. Then a decent 23 points against a good San Diego State team. Then they beat UNLV to end the season. I think this offense Mm -hmm. is potentially to be maybe the best in the conference. It could certainly be one of the most explosive offenses in the conference. Like, to me, I almost wonder whether just at first glance, and obviously they're still working on their recruiting classes and everything. By the way, at least for at at the time of recording, their recruiting class is number two in the conference. Do you realize that? It's pretty good. Is Fresno number one or Boise number one? Boise is number one for the moment. And this is according to 24-7 Sports. And so, you know, maybe they unearth another true freshman, you know, somewhere where they need him in the same way that they unearthed Mannix and really thrust him into a role where he shined. You know, I don't, obviously I don't have any insight whether that's going to happen, but I almost wonder maybe whether there's a possibility that, that 2018 Nevada is, follows kind of the same track as 2017 Utah State, where maybe there's a little bit of inconsistency, but you could see growth when you when you look back at, at the end of next fall, like this time next year, that Nevada is maybe on the doorstep of bull eligibility or something like that. Okay, what about um, hmm. where do you see New Mexico? Because they got a new OC coming in from Arizona. Do you see them being back at the bottom of the conference again? It's really hard to say because. I think a lot of it is going to depend on how much of the explosiveness that running game can get back because, you know, for as good as they were on a per play basis back in 2016, you know, they really fell off quite a bit last year. And it's not just a matter of trying to replace Lamar Jordan. You know, if you look at the guys who actually got carries last year, at least among the running backs, the only guys who are coming back are Tyrone Owens, who's going to be a senior, and Kentrell Moran, who only had 14 carries overall. 
like you know, Richard McCorley's gone, Daryl Chestnut's gone, Romel Jordan's gone, which is a significantly big, uh, bigger task than it was replacing just one guy like Jarrell Presley or you know Casey Carrier and things like that. So they're going to have a pretty tall task ahead of them, but I don't necessarily want to count them out because the guy they brought in, Calvin McGee, has had a pretty successful run as far as creating run-friendly offenses. True. Uh, I don't know. It's I don't know. I think they're going to take a step back again. Unless unless they keep, like Bob Davies said, they're going to keep most of their same offense, then maybe. But I'm still another team really quick before we wrap this up. We don't want to make this like way, 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 way too long. But Utah hmm. State. They're at seven overall. They still, despite them going to a bowl game and proving, they were still a team that was a mystery to me because running game was inconsistent. They finally stuck with the quarterback to make not going back and forth with uh, Kent Myers and Jordan Love. I think they could take a step forward, but I, they're just a team like they're just so inconsistent. It's hard to tell, and so that's why I put them probably middle of the pack. And they're probably I'm going to view them the same way I have the past two past two years where. I don't really know what will happen. I want to see them be more consistent because they blew big leads. They came back from big leads. They're switching quarterbacks. They go to overtime in a bowl game. They were just they were just a team that's good enough because – and also fun to watch because of how good or bad they may play because of their inconsistency is kind of what made them made them very intriguing last year. But I don't have any confidence in, vo- in, confidence in voting them very high. Yeah, I mean, I think that there's a lot of variance at play. That depends on, you know, how well the offense coalesces because, you know, they are bringing a lot of guys back. Like Braylon Roberts graduated, Lawan Hunt graduated. But, you know, Ron Quavian Tarver is going to be a senior. Dax Raymond might, you know, probably best tight end in the conference at this point now that Jake Rowe has graduated, yes or no? Yeah, Jake, yeah, yeah, so yeah. Or, yeah, David Wilson's graduated too. So, yeah, I think so. And, you know, and they have a couple of young guys, too, and you know, Jordan Nathan and you know, Savon Scarver, who, you know, even in limited action, they only had, like, what, 36 catches between them. But, you know, Nathan came on and had a, you know, a couple of nice games at the end of the year, and Savon Scarver averaged almost 22 yards a catch. Um, so it's going to be interesting to follow this team because, you know, they're losing a couple of really critical pieces, especially on defense where, you know, Dallin Levitt graduated. Jalen Davis is probably going to be a day one, day, not day one, day two pick maybe. So and David Yost year two helps too, the OC. Yeah. So I think a lot will depend on the kind of step forward Jordan Love can make because he was, you know, fine for his first grow around, but you know, he's going to be the guy going into the spring, I would assume. And he's going to have an opportunity to really grow with the guys around him. So I can see the potential but there's still a little bit of prove it in this offense's performance. All right, let's wrap this up really quick. I told we're I'm gonna make you make I'm gonna have force you to make a pick, Matt. We're gonna do okay, two things here. Let's do let's it. Let's pick conference title game and conference winner right now. Boise State, Fresno State. Oh, Boise Fresno. Where's the um? Is Fresno play at San Diego State this year? Where's that game being played? Uh, I believe that game is in Fresno this year. Hmm. It's hard to say rematch. I don't want to be bored and say the same thing as you. <laughs> this is this was your idea. <laughs> it was my idea. Now I'm waffling. <laughs> um, I still say Boise State because clear obvious reasons, and they're better than CSU. I think still, still they go on the road, and they're not probably not going to beat them again because they're still looking for that first win. 
I, I'm, I am going to go with you. It's, it's dumb. I'm going I'm to go agree with you and say it's a rematch. I See, would no, not here, obviously wouldn't be surprised question. if San Diego State gets in there because you mentioned they should be ranked, and so that game will be huge. So let me ask you this. So we have Fresno, Boise State. I'll reluctantly type that down here to save for later. What would be well, let me, uh, let me your ask dark you a horse question pick? For, like, let me uh, ask you oh, who's your winner? First. Who are you taking to win? We got to do that too. Well, hold on. Let me should ask we? you a question Or should first? we just wait? Because I feel like we have to. You still with me? Yeah. Who, who are you gonna pick a winner then, or no winner yet? Just title game. Well, no, I wanted to ask you a question. Oh, first. we must have dropped out. What's your question? Okay, so my question is, who hosts? It depends. Mountain West is having apparently discussions in Denver at the moment about the future of the football title game. That's not. That's not an answer. Um. Okay, so then. Okay, better. Boise question. State who hosts, Boise... and is it earned? Oh. Um... I say Boise State because the regular season game is going to be in Boise. That's true. So I'm going to say Boise host, and I'll just say Boise's going to win again. Win the conference. Yeah, it's probably pretty boring at this point, but I kind of feel the same way, at least right now. I will say this. Whoever host is going to win the title game. This was really riveting. Wait, wait, <laughs> it's I, I the got exact some, same thing. I, hey, I got a spicy thing coming up, so... Okay. If it's not the, let's pick your dark horse team. Who would you pick if it's not those two teams? Who would be in your title game? If it wasn't those two teams, well, it's probably too simple. To, so I'm, I'm guessing that I'm not allowed to say San Diego State. You can say whatever you want. Yeah, that's San Diego State. Saying saying the Aztecs is lazy, but I do feel okay. like if 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 we're talking dark horse, okay, let's do dark horse. I got my dark horse. Can I go first? Because yes. I'm probably going to steal yours. Nevada in the West Division. Okay. And in the other division, um, oh, geez. Does, does Colorado State count? Sure. No, I will do this. I will, no, I will go this. I'll go off the wall. Air Force versus Nevada. That would be a very wild game. Because we saw the what to do running, excuse me, I, I should, no, running back is correct for the Air Force quarterback. The, uh, was it Isaac Sanders? Is that correct? Isaiah Sanders. Isaiah Sanders, 44 carries, 196 yards against Utah State in his first start. I'll go Nevada. My dark horse, Nevada versus Air Force. I mean, I'm tempted to say the Wolfpack because of what I said about them a minute ago. But I kind of believe, I mean, I kind of believe in UNLV's potential. Oh, boy. So if we're talking like, if we're talking like darkest of dark horses... I, I think I would probably choose the Rebels over the Wolfpack. Although, if you presented a really strong argument, I could probably be swayed the other way. Okay, so who's in the Mountain Division then? Utah State? I would probably say Utah State, yeah. Okay, that's right. And also, folks, we didn't, we didn't prepare any of this before to go over notes or who what we're doing. So, both of us picking the same team was just because we did, and we weren't, we were just going with it. So... Um, also, one last thing really quick. Will a team from the Mountain West make a New York Six Bowl game? Yes. We're boring. I uh, Boise State, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I feel like we've talked about this before. We we did a little bit. I wanted to do a bit more bigger picture stuff. But here's the thing. They'll probably be, be ranked the highest or right there with UCF. And I think the Mountain West next year could be with the American was this year with multiple teams being ranked like Memphis. And even though you hate USF – so they'll be a third team ranked. I think that Mountain West and American will flip this year. That sounds about right. And 
the winner, not just winner, but it's yeah. I'd say Boise has the inside track because the here's the thing: if you're ranked inside track, from what we can tell, Fresno won't be ranked. Aztecs won't be ranked. Mm-hmm. So unless Boise State loses to uh, one of the conference teams, they're probably out. But I will also say whoever wins the Mountain West will get that bid this year as well. Cool. All right, anything else you need to add since we ended sort of boring and agreeing on everything? <laughs> yeah, that was maybe a little bit anticlimactic, but I think I'm all set. Hey, Nev- dude, Nevada Air Force, come on. It's, I mean, it's it's fun to think about, though. It's fun to imagine. It That would be. It's a, it's a good one. Utah State, UNLV. Um, did we, um, should, let's pick a winner for that. I'd pick Nevada to win the whole thing if it's between those two teams. Okay, what if it was between UNLV and Utah State? That's your pick. Who are you taking? <laughs> oh, you're making it. <laughs> well, I mean, at first glance, I would probably I would trust Utah State's defense a little bit more. Same, yeah, I would I would agree. Unless it's a, the Cam Newton Armani the Camarni Rogers show. No, I don't think can so. We make, can, should we? Um, oh, you know what we should do because we, we we're making T-shirts and stuff, folks. Should we make a Carmani Rogers shirt? Hmm, maybe. I think that's a yes. Maybe. What we, that what name we is not trademarked by any team. It's just, do you like Carmody Rogers? Or no, um, yeah, that's simple enough, right? Carmody Rogers or Camerini Rogers. What should, what's the most, what's the best one, do you think? I have no idea. We should just put up a poll or something. Carmody Rogers rolls off the tongue, but Carmody Rogers, well, we need Newton too, don't we? Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll work, we'll workshop this. We got time. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We're ending right there because we've gone way too long for a show in January. Um, but thanks for listening. MWR.com. Check us out on Instagram where there may or may not be regular posts by you or me, Matt. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, Twitter, Facebook, all that fun stuff. If you want to give us a bucket, Patreon, go there, MWC Wire. Um, subscribe to the podcast. Tell your friends. If you want a t shirt, we are making a, we did make a Boise State National Title shirt, undefeated forever. Free is good. If you have a t shirt idea, email us at mountainwithfootball at gmail.com. If, we, if your shirt gets accepted, you will get a free T-shirt. How's that sound? Free is always good. And I actually have my Boise State shirt they sent to me. Extremely comfortable over BreakingTea.com. Extremely comfortable. So look forward to that if you want to buy a T-shirt from us or something. But, um, yeah, that's our show for tonight. We'll see you next Friday or maybe Thursday night if I'm quick at this. But we'll see you next time, folks. And, yeah, I can't say we're biased against your team anymore, but next time.